Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, I hope you are well, and if not... I got you, at least you are here. My name is Michelle Kevill and I help high-achieving corporate women feel passionate about their job again. I'm actually recording this on a weeknight. I've had a lot of focus at the moment on planning out some new content for you all. A lot of rest as well, which I'm getting used to because I'm always doing things. I'm doing things that I haven't been doing for ages for you guys. Reflection, strategy, all that type of stuff. It has been a whirlwind and it has been so enjoyable and oh my god it is warming up so much here finally in Australia maybe getting a little bit too warm but it's nice I'm really enjoying the warmer weather I enjoy that much more better than winter so today's episode is another one of those where I was like a few of you have been coming to me telling me some of the episodes that you have been wanting and I've been planning out a whole heap of like you know freebies challenges as well that will you'll be seeing in the next couple of months Uh, to focus on some of these topics. But one was so interesting and it is a theme that I've been seeing throughout everyone that I've been speaking to and that is a deep question which is can I truly love my corporate job? Is it even possible? Like is this just it forever? And I want to talk about how this kind of belief that your corporate job has to be shit and not enjoyable has been really normalized in society and what you should be doing instead to absolutely love your corporate job and enjoy it. But also little ways you like unknowingly are just reinforcing how shit your job is and how you are actually making it so much more worse for yourself. I give you give you some really clear examples to get out of that so you can just be better set to go into loving and enjoying your corporate job again. Before I go into that, I do want to talk to you a little bit about my amazing epic work and life program. This is curated for the high achieving corporate woman just like you that wants to go after really big, fantastic goals in their career, but not give up their social life. They want to have their weekends back. They want to enjoy it. At the moment, it might change when I'm recording this, I still have one spot left, which will be closing soon. And so get on having a discovery call with me because I want to show you how I can help you and how I can get you to going from absolutely just dreading, hating your corporate job, like you cannot even think about it, to like Sunday, you don't even think about work. It's not in your head. There's drama happening at work. doesn't matter. You know you can handle it. You show up you let it go, you're calm, you're confident, like there's so many other things that I want to take you through on what your life can look like on the other side. I've done it for my clients, including myself. Link in the show notes to book in a call. Okay, so you absolutely just hate your job right now. And I don't doubt that in your mind, you can go through like 20,000 things telling me why it's terrible and why you absolutely hate it. If you've listened to this episode for a while, you will know that deep down underneath all of that, There are a whole heap of thoughts about you and how you feel and see yourself in this role. If you are new, I strongly recommend checking out like the first three episodes of this podcast. It will give you so much insight on how to do that. Because what I like to call those root thoughts are just 
playing out in your brain whenever you fail a project and you're freaking out about it and you're worrying about, oh my God, my boss is going to like kill me and freak out. It's terrible. Deep down, you're actually worried that you are going to be doing that to yourself. Because what do you do when you come home? You start ruminating, berating yourself over it. You start taking, doesn't matter how the person acts, even if they're upset with you, you take that on and you bring it on to yourself. And then what happens is you gather all this evidence as to why your corporate job is terrible. And a lot of this stuff, a lot of the stuff that we are doing to ourselves that we are kind of just regurgitating onto us, right? And it's so interesting. I see it all the time at corporate. Like there'll be someone at the very top that's like really stressed about something. They're asking that team to do something and then that team is stressed. It's like a flow on effect of emotions, right? And then we take that on ourselves. And when we don't have the tool or the understanding to see how our thoughts and everything that we're kind of observing is impacting us, you really are just pouring gasoline on yourself, which is the example I use all the time when it comes to emotions. You either run away from a house fire when you ignore your emotions or you really, really go into them and you're pouring gasoline on yourself and like just making it so much worse for yourself. Now, some of you might be listening to this and being like, no, my job is effing terrible. Everyone agrees with me and I have so much evidence to show that this is true. I can tell you about it, yada, yada, yada. Whenever I get a coaching client and they are going on with that, one of the main things I ask them, and I'm going to ask you to do the same for yourself, is this a trend that's happening at every corporate job you're going to? Is the same thing happening where you end up hating the job, the same kind of emotional drama? Does that keep happening? If that is the case, it is very likely going to be you. And some of you are probably going to feel attacked as I say that. I say this as a person who was on the complete other side and found this work and then saw how I was creating this for myself at every single job and creating this drama and absolute hate for my job. I was my own worst enemy and that's okay. You don't know that. You don't know these tools. That is fine. That's also what some of this episode is about to talk about that, right? And how to get out of that. And here is the reason why you've never been able to see past that. The problem is it is so common in our society to just be venting and hating on like any of our jobs, right? And here's the thing, all our jobs, they have pros and cons. But a lot of the time we are focusing so much on the cons and those really shit days. And sometimes there is things that happen outside our control that are just like crappy, shitty, whatever. Like you've had to work back, etc. And then your brain is just honing in on those and really taking that as evidence for the beliefs that you already have about your job. So and then when we're going to vent to our friends, etc., everyone's having the same story, but not just that. We're just reinforcing this belief. And what I also see is like this, I'm going to call it a meta thought, but it's, and I've noticed this trend popping up a lot more post COVID, which is really just like, I kind of, I kind of make a joke of it. It's, I call it the, um, wanting to run away from corporate and like live on a farm, just like, you know, that dream mentality, like that, that wish and dream just to like run away from it all. And if I live on a farm and I have no technology, then things will be so much better oh my god capitalism like I'm only working because of capitalism and we shouldn't have to do that yada 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 it feeds in to all of this stuff and whether you agree with capitalism or not whether it's right or wrong what I actually say to people in this headspace is we're in it right now like it's not going away anytime soon 
doesn't does it mean it should be dismantled? Sure, we can dismantle it, but it's not going to get dismantled anytime soon. So you might as well be doing the work that I'm telling you to do on your thoughts, not so that you can't ignore it and like pretend it doesn't exist, but to function in the society that we have built right now. So that, guess what? If you're going to be in such a better place, so if that is your, like if you want to dismantle capitalism, guess what? You're going to be in much better headspace if you at least know how it works and navigate the game before you go into doing that. But being on this passive receiving end of, I hate corporate, I have to do this, why do I have to work for a job? Oh my God, I would, I, this isn't, isn't actually what I want to do. Which leads me into my next topic. And this I feel has come from, I want to even say early 2000s. And this is this real belief or thought, like the whole, you know, if you find something you're passionate in, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm going to tell you right now that's fucking bullshit. And if you are a person that is saying, no, that, that's not true, then why are you listening to this, this podcast? Sounds like you have found the thing that you are passionate in. <laughs> the reason I am so against that is because it sets us up to then believe, especially really early on when you're starting uni and you're looking for careers and stuff like that, that you're meant to be absolutely in love with the thing that you're doing, right? You want to, it's, it's such a sneaky trick to get you to avoid what I feel is what you think is going to be pain in the long run, because guess what you're doing now? You are likely sitting there thinking, well, if I followed my passion of art, then I'd be loving what I'm doing and I might not be making the money that I'm making now, but at least it's my passion and I would be happy. Huh? See how it's just the same dumb story? And separately, I have coached the corporate people and I have coached the artists. And guess what? Both of them want to swap all the time. I have the artists telling me I should have followed the corporate route and gone down that that path. And then I have the corporate people saying the opposite thing, which proves to me time and time again, it doesn't fucking matter. It's all about your thoughts and how you think about shit. It is such a, I get so mad about it because it is the biggest, one of the biggest lies that I have been ever told. And it makes you then kind of shame and judge yourself as to why you didn't go down that path. And what I found out is actually, no, it doesn't matter. Like you're going to have mental drama about everything because guess what? Coaching is my goddamn passion. And I am not a thousand percent passionate about it all the time. I still have mind drama about it all the time. And I absolutely love doing this. How can that be? Oh my God, it's almost like I have a human brain and it just likes to create drama because it can. And there's this very weird kind of fake, it's a very fake story too, because it also assumes that like you're never going to have any bad days or the bad days will be easier because it's passionate. And that's a lie. That is such a lie. That's like saying, it's, it's just like we don't apply this logic to children, right? When you like go to have kids, like we say how amazing it is, etc. And it was also, especially, you know, now, like not back in like the 50s, we talk about how it really is challenging and there are days where it's like, oh my God, I hate doing this, etc. It's the same metaphor I give with my clients when it comes to their corporate job. Because it's like, well, do you take your three-year-old having a tantrum seriously like you do some of the drama at work? Sometimes you might. And if you do, it's probably because you're making it mean something about you, like you're a bad mother. And you're probably doing the same at your work and creating a whole heap of drama because then you're just like subconsciously trying to control shit and you're like hyper vigilant and anxious about things that are going to potentially happen or not happen. And you have 
like all these emotions pop up from it that you don't know how to handle or move through and it's just more evidence for you as to why your corporate job sucks versus accepting that you are just going to have really bad days sometimes. That's okay. I have that as well in both my corporate job and my coaching and I'm just accepting of it. I just don't make it mean anything anymore and it's allowed me to create so much more peace, calm and happiness in both areas. Like I have a full life now in my corporate job, my coaching, my personal life. It's all one. It's all integrated. It's perfect. And I say perfect, not as in like everything goes according to plan and it looks like this. And I do exactly, you know what I mean? Like this picturesque kind of view, but I just, it's perfect because I am accepting of all the drama that sometimes comes with it at times. And I'm not creating even more drama from it. I'm just accepting and going with it. Like sometimes you're going to have bad days. Sometimes people, stakeholders are going to get upset. That's okay. I'm going to figure it out as I go along. And I'm going to always treat myself kindly and always going to show myself self-compassion and going to show up as best I can. The key difference there is mindset and how you see yourself in that role. And that is the biggest thing I see across all my clients. And I go straight to that thought that I'm telling you about, like, you know, making it mean something about you and good enough because it is the most common thing Like 99% of the time, that is what I see with my clients. That is the thought that is causing all the drama. It is not that your boss will get mad at you or that you'll fail this. It just comes straight down to the fact that if this happens, like it will remind you, it's more evidence as to why you're not good. Therefore, I hate my corporate job because it's more evidence as to why I'm shit at it. So can you love your corporate job? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, you can. It is so possible. You can not just like it, you can love it. You can really enjoy it. You can be excited to go to work in the morning, to see people and do work. It sounds crazy right now, but it is honestly possible. This is what I need you to start doing. I need you to start noticing what you're thinking about your job that makes you believe as to why you hate it so much. That's the first thing. If you can write it out, put it in your phone, that is great. Awareness is so freaking key right now at this point in time I want you to start noticing just all the little things like the processes that you have to do the extra work the trying to speak to explain this person the thing that you want to do but it's not getting through like all those little frustrations I want you to start be start noticing those then I want you to also start writing out the things that you do like about your job and this might feel gross at first and that's because again you've If you're a regular listener, you'll know our brains are wired for negativity. Negativity kept us safe and that's what you're doing to your corporate job. And it's also the reason why you hate it right now. And every now and again, every few years, you probably get this urge to like just not even a few years, probably like a few days for you, like just to pack up and quit. You need to start looking at what is working, what is good, what's going right, what you enjoy about it. Just start keeping like a little log in your phone. It can be really simple things. It does not have to be amazing. I just want you to start noticing that. This is giving the part of your brain, the more positive side, more evidence. And this is so powerful. There's so much research on this. When you are giving yourself some of that evidence, your brain is going to start to look for more of it. So if you're like, I don't know, the people are lovely. What will happen is you might have a lovely interaction with a manager or stakeholder and that like thought or even just you bring that to your awareness, it gets reinforced more and you just start to look for more of it. Second thing I need you to do is you you need to start looking at when you're going on a tangent and venting about work. Now, 
I'm a little bit different to some of the other coaches. Some coaches are like, don't, you know, complaining is bad, etc. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of event. There is nothing wrong with that. Even though, and there's research on this, that like literally the words you are saying to yourself, your brain, it's like a sponge. We do not realize how powerful it is. That that's why some coaches and some psychologists are like, do not ever speak bad about yourself. Like, do not ever do that. I don't agree with that. I think it's totally fine to have a little bit of a vent. I want you to notice when you're getting sucked into that vent. There is this, I don't know how to explain it, but there is this weird feeling that changes within us. We start talking about work. It's like something gets solidified as you start getting into like this whirlpool where you're both talking with someone about how much you hate something. And what is happening, it's like a, I don't know, for me, it is like a pulling down feeling. It's like, like something is like taking root. And for me, I feel like that is when like part of my brain is like solidifying a story or a thought about this negative thing that's happening. When I notice that, I just bring it to my attention that, hey, I'm just getting sucked into this kind of negative whirlpool here. And not of all of this is true. And I just think about like, how is this going to help me in the long run? This does not mean we just let shit happen to us, like actual verbal, emotional abuse, physical abuse, nothing like this. This is not silver lining or making genuine traumatic experiences just better about it. It's actually the opposite. When you start to do this work, you'll start to develop a lot more self-trust within you and you can determine what's crossing your boundary a lot more easier. And you know what this is. You know the stuff that you are adding to really just hate your corporate job, or should I say you're focusing on so much to absolutely hate it. And then the final one is, man, you got to work on feeling all the feelings that are coming up for you right now. And I know this is the one that no one likes to do. No one wants to do it. And it's probably the most important one. It should have been number one in my list of tips here. The problem I have had and what I attracts like me to like, you know, clients to me is the fact that you can do all this stuff that I'm doing and yet you still feel so anxious or angry, etc. And I am probably one of the only ones I feel that really knows this because I've done all like the coaching, you know, work myself. And I always felt like something was missing, which is the gap that I feel, which is exactly this, that even though you're having like people, you know, tell you like even little things like, will you worry about this five years from now? Look on the bright side, etc. which isn't what I'm exactly saying here. I'm, you know, telling you to get more aware of your thoughts. You still feel like, I hate this though. That's the emotion part that you're not touching. And until you get better control of that and know, not even control, it's knowing how to work with it. So you're not feeling as like angry and hateful at you about your job all the time. It's how do I let this emotion out in a healthy way that doesn't leave me to cry in between meetings or like quickly run to the bathroom to cry or hide away because it's just, it's too much and I'm not letting it out. That type of work is really only done in my one-on-one six-month coaching program. It's called the Epic Work and Life Program because it's just too hard to do over a podcast. Like I work with you one-on-one. I help you master the skill of getting rid of these types of emotions out of your body in a healthy way that has never been taught to you. Trust me. A person who has been to therapy for at least 15 years, it was not until I found coaching that really 
got me to where I could go back to my job functioning. Not only that, I say it all the time, I got promoted two times in under a year. It's because I completely changed my mindset and how I treat my emotions. So I created a program that gets this, like, oh my God, it's this is probably like years of work into six months. So you come out the other end loving your job. You are not hating it. You're not coming home, venting to your partner, feeling really icky. You're not focusing in on like, just a cog in the wheel, man. I'm just, <laughs> you know that those, you know those stories I'm talking about. I was talking about it before with capitalism and stuff. You're just stuck and there's no way out, and like you're slave to money. It's just terrible. You actually are enjoying every single part of your life. You instead of going to work, you're showing up. You're calm. You're confident. You're getting probably more things done. Coming up with way more better ideas, which gives you more opportunity to get noticed for these promotions, especially for you lovely little high achievers. <laughs> but again, which is totally fun. This is why I created this, right? You are allowed to go out for big ass career goals. And it is possible for you to have an amazing, an amazing, fun, wholesome life as well. It's not, oh my God, it's the weekend, I can finally relax and then we start again at work. It's just like, calm waters all the way through there's some bumps and waves don't get me wrong but the difference is you're gonna know how to manage it to get over it you're not gonna let that wave absolutely destroy you that you have to like take sick leave off work and then you're like oh my god I don't want to go back and then you're like secretly looking LinkedIn because you're like I can't do this anymore I'm just gonna change jobs like seriously how many how many times are you going to be changing jobs like that's another thing you can do really look at that pattern how many times have you changed jobs and what was the thing that pushed you towards the edge? Is it a consistent theme? I say that because the same topic about this, when I was talking to people about this topic, that's what was happening. It was just like ticking over all the time and you are doing this to yourself and you don't even know. And there is an actual way, there are actual skills that you haven't mastered yet that can get you to this point where you're actually showing up like super calm and confident. You're not overwhelmed. You're not stressed. It's a complete opposite. Instead, you're able to like simple things that like, you know how many women I work with who find it so stressful to take a sick day and how it's like, how can I do that in work? And I show you exactly how to do that. I show you how to get even more work done when you do take a sick day. These are, they're not even tricks. They're skills you have not learned yet. And I'm going to show you how to do that like fast-tracked in six months because imagine what your life is going to be like on the other end when you are genuinely enjoying your job people are resonating with that trust me that is going to get you in line for a promotion for more varied work it's just it has such a flow-on effect and I want to show you how to do that because it is so possible for you so head to the link in my show notes to book in a discovery call. I want to get you on in this call. Not only want to go through the program, but you are going to make a decision on if this is right for you, yes or no. I don't care either way. If this is a no, that's fine. I only want to work with people who are like, yes, I want to do this. I don't push you into anything. But you know what I love doing for you? I love just making it clear in your mind if this is for you or not. Because at least like just purely by clarity, you know what your next step is. Like, what is the point of you just kind of arming and ahhing, sitting there like, should I do this thing or should I do that? I don't really know. So to me, it just sounds so boring. 
This is a person who's very good at making decisions because I am planning my wedding and I have had no decision fatigue because I know that just lots of decisions are stressful and umming and ahhing and just, no, it's just, this is a decision we're making. This is what we're going with it. And it's one of the, I've always been able to do that and I love that. I found out that not a lot of people (laughs) can do that and it's dumb, if I'm honest, for you to sit there wondering if it's going to work when it's a free call for me to show you if this is going to work for you or not. And then you don't have to sit there wondering constantly every time I pop up on your Instagram story or listening to this podcast, like, oh yeah, is this for me? I don't know. Mm, Book in a call. Find out. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next week. Hey. Are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five-day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix, that's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.